0: host, Folk Runyon, Frater Thabian, and tonight we present a discussion on the outer planets in astrology and magic. I'll be joined by astrologer and occult author Ann Finnan, very honored, Soror Urania. Now, as most of you know, astrology, hermetic magic, and alchemy arose and flourished in the years before the modern trans-Saturnian planets were discovered. In ancient times, it was believed that Saturn was the outer limit of the solar system, and astrology and its dependent sciences, magic and alchemy, factored celestial influences based on what could be observed with the naked eye. And according to hermetic philosophy, the macrocosm, of the heavens was reflected in the human microcosm we all behaved, prospered or failed on the whim of the planets within and the surrounding signs of the zodiac in magic we all had seven planets in our horoscopes to contend with and we created talismans and rituals to deal with them in the middle ages and the Renaissance, this astrological magic grew into an elaborate system, which has continued into modern times. But, since 1791, when Herschel discovered Uranus beyond Saturn, followed by the discovery of Neptune in 1846 and Pluto in 1930, the Hermetic microcosm had to be extended. Astrologers managed to factor in the newly discovered heavenly bodies, But magicians and alchemists were slow to adapt. These slow-moving, long-term bodies have profound effects on individuals and societies. We will discuss the creation of talismans, kameas, and mythological applications to the outer planets. So, if you would like to know what lies beyond the abyss, tune in and we'll take you to the outer limits. Oh boy, we've got a good show for you tonight uh sister urania are you
1: with us i'm here poke
0: oh good uh let me let me finish the introduction and we'll get on into it the ancient astrologers thought they had everything figured out they had all 12 signs of the zodiac and all seven planets saturn being the furthest they could see therefore our physical universe started there Now, the orbits of the planets and the times they remain in each sign of the zodiac determine the influence of their rays. Originally, astrology was used to predict physical, economic, and political events, not individual life changes. Natal astrology was reserved for kings and queens. But with the rise of hermetic philosophy, the idea that each human being was a miniature of the universe connected the signs and the planets to all of us individually and collectively. Astrology was certainly a science. Its conclusions were based on accumulated data from ancient Babylon all the way to classical pagan Alexandria and were accepted as conditional prognostications until the so-called Age of Enlightenment, or the Age of Reason, which followed the Renaissance. With the rise of Cartesian science... Astrology was de but it was still the framework of magic and alchemy, and in its natal application, it was a popular form of fortune-telling. The discovery of the outer planets, starting in 1791 with Uranus, was a game-changer. Magical astrology had already been established on the seven-planet model and was slow to change. Modern occultists were stuck calls for the outer planets. Alice Bailey finally breached the gap and provided a neoplatonic model for their inclusion in the astrological system. But we magicians had no esoteric technology to access the outer planets or influence their effects on us or current events. Previously, we had had a Kabbalah or Abjad based on magic magic's square system called the Kameas. From which we could derive sigils and talismans for the planetary spirits, based on biblical mythology. But when we reached Saturn, the outer limit, we reached the nine-square grid. No more cameos were possible beyond that. So, what to do with the three new planets? We were at the abyss. So, we resorted to the tree before the fall renumbered the spheres with Kether as zero, created three new paths and three new kameas with spirits based on Greek mythology, and we were good to go. Now, before we go any further in this discussion, I would like to mention some source material. Blavatsky banished the outer planets to another solar system, but her follower, Arthur Powell, in 1930, Incorporated Uranus and Neptune into the Theosophical system, and paved the way for Alice Bailey's Seven Rays in 1936, and and, and it's added Pluto. Following on Bailey, Frater Albertus of the Paracelsus Institute published the Seven Rays of QBL in 1985. Now that's the, that's that's our our introduction, and I have here. A uh, whole page of, uh, of fascinating notes from you, uh, uh, Soror Urania. So, uh, sh- shall we use your your notes as a kind of a as a kind of a uh, uh, outline here and, and and get on into this? Um,
1: we could if you if that's uh, that makes a structure for us. Yeah, we can probably yeah, right, spend an hour what I'd, on each like planet. However, what
0: I would like to ask you first and i think i think that some of our some of our skeptical listeners may be thinking uh and i know i would be if if i didn't know better uh they may be thinking that oh well you know these 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 new planets uh uh got discovered and how in the how could and and how could they uh, accumulate any data you know like uh, you know, we all know that that the uh, The Babylonians, you know, way back uh, uh, five thousand years ago, were collecting data, and of course, then Ptolemy took all the Babylonian data and 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 put it together, you know, in the in the Tetrabiblos, the Almagest, you know, and and, and created the system that we use today. But but uh, skeptics may may be wondering, where did we get all the old data? you know uh for these for, uh, for these planets these outer planets and what that brings up is and I want to you know I I, I want to clear uh, you know confirm this with you because you're an astrologer and I'm frankly a I'm frankly a uh, you know just a tyro in astrology you're you're an expert <laughs> so uh what I want to what I want to confirm here is um these outer planets they're very slow. It takes, you know, they take uh, uh, they take years and years and years to get around the get around the sun. But uh, there are cycles. Uh, when, when 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 astrologers began to 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 uh, develop the um, develop the ideas of what these what these outer planets did and what they uh, and what they meant. And, and how they fitted into the scheme is it it was it that they could doing research they could find out where those planets were uh, at various times in the past uh, when events occurred and and then they realized okay well uh, you know Neptune was what was was in was in such and such a position uh when the, when there was a when there was a great war or a depression or an upheaval or whatever, and and so then we and then we we track it around again and it comes around again and it and and, and there's another upheaval around about the same time when it reaches the same. Is this is this the way the the uh, is this the way that these uh, the the circumstances of these planets and their influences were determined? That's my question.
1: Well, that's pre- that's precisely what. It did, and you had the the aspect of of uh, well, if we have uh, uh, if say for example, Uranus is the uh, is the planet of upheavals and and uh, 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 sudden uh, uh, like storms and uh, earthquakes and things like that, and we would say well, uh, we would predict that if Uranus hits a particular transit in either the chart of a person, the chart of a king or some noble, or the chart of a country, that XYZ should happen. And uh, if it does, then there you are. You have a confirmation. So for 100 years, people have been doing this with the outer planets, and we have the advantage now that we didn't have 500 years ago or 1,000 years ago or 10,000 years ago, we have thousands and millions of personal horoscope charts that we could track and say, okay, if we have uh, Neptune coming to, a say, a square to Venus, then there should be uh, a problem with a love relationship or money problems or something like that. And then uh, you... You look at the chart of a, of a famous person and you go, well, on that particular year, that particular month, they had this happen. And so, uh, of course, with computers and, and with um, uh, thousands of people who are communicating with each other, then this data accumulates very quickly and very accurately Uh, since uh, astrologers are, are not being persecuted and burnt at the stake and things like that. Now we can, uh, we can be open about it and, and uh, uh, astrologers that have been doing research on this have, have millions of horoscope charts at at their disposal to, to, uh, to study these things. So uh, that's what they do. And, um, uh, We've made a lot of progress in 100 years that took us thousands and tens of thousands of years to accumulate previously. So uh, everything is getting faster now, and, uh, and actually, so that's what what astrologers have been doing.
0: Yeah, and actually, uh, you know, I have an astronomical program which could tell me, which could literally
1: tell me where
0: Uranus. Uh, was uh,
1: 5,000 years ago. Yes, and uh, 10,000 years can, ago. It can do it. And you could track the, the cycles of, uh, of not only the, the seven original planets, but the, the new planets. And if uh, uh, ten planets weren't enough, the uh, solar system is a very crowded place. You have the Kuiper Belt and two or three and four new planets being identified every year. You have the centaurs uh, between the uh, orbits of of Mars and Jupiter, and you've got uh, the uh, Chiron being the largest one of them. And you have all the asteroid goddesses, Ceres and Vesta, Pallas, Nemesis, and all sorts of of uh, uh, little planetoids floating around, so they all have their own ephemerides as well. Uh, yeah. I have a program that that's so crowded that there's there's probably twenty asteroids and and uh, 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 various bodies of of uh, some of the very small and I you know I can tell you where Lilith is I can tell you where. Where Vesta is, um, you can't even see those things with the naked eye, but they're out there. So, you know uh, as, as our, yeah, as according our awareness to starts as as our awareness of these things starts to develop, then all of a sudden these things appear on our in our consciousness that have been there all along, but we just never saw them because we didn't expect to see them. And At that was point, you know, the, the key. At this point, I think we
0: should mention, uh, especially for people who are listening to us who do not uh, are not familiar with astrology or or, or, her, or her, the Hermetic or the Hermetic philosophy concerning astrology. Uh, I think we should mention that that the main dynamic we have going on here is the counter rotation of the zodiac and the planets. The zodiac revolves clockwise and the planets revolve counterclockwise mm-hmm. or is it the other way around i am never quite sure <laughs> right. anyway anyway they do they and 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 that, that this this is expressed if you've seen these uh these uh, uh these armillaries that that that's an expression of this situation and uh, the uh the armillary is kind of a is kind of a schematic of, of Of the universe and uh, or at least our universe and and the human body because mm-hmm. and I say it's schematic because of course the armillary doesn 't look like a human body it looks like a sphere but but uh the thing that, the thing that 's important about this from a philosophical point of view is this: the zodiac revolves one way, and the planets are counter counter revolved and and Plato in the Timaeus, which of course, is, as we all know, is Pythagorean, because Plato was a Pythagorean. And 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 Plato, I don't, I don't think Plato, he, Plato wrote this, but but I think it comes from an earlier Pythagorean. Well, most people think it comes from an earlier Pythagorean treatise that Plato was aware of. Uh, the problems, because right at around that time, around the time of Pythagoras, they were they were. They were really beginning to realize that we had that we had the literally we had the planets within and 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 then they put they they even put the zodiac on the body too but, but they put uh but they put the planets inside roughly in the chakra positions like the like the Hindus and so uh they they were beginning to realize this. And and uh what they what they uh Realized was, and what was what, what, what Plato recorded, was that 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 all human problems, and failures, successes, and everything, were in a, when were, were in relation to this conflict, this 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 uh, this counter rotation. That the, the this was this was an internal conflict that we we continually dealt with, and that dynamic. Was uh, was one of the counter- cornerstones of, of hermetic wow. philosophy in relation okay. to the planets and the microcosm and macrocosm doctrine. And
1: I fact, think we could also, in fact, what I, I was also going to mention that uh, uh, some of that was a result of the fact that the Ptolemaic system in in the uh, uh, you know the dawn of of our present era. Uh, Postulated that uh, all of these planets, including the sun, revolved around the earth. it wasn 't until fifteen hundred actually fourteen eighty or something when Copernicus came up with the idea of the heliocentric universe if if you think you know if your your system depends on all of these bodies revolving around the Earth and all of a sudden they're now revolving around the sun and you have the problem of not only the earth being one of the bodies that's revolving around the sun and all these other bodies are revolving around the sun as well, then that complicates matters considerably. And, and that's, that was one of the issues of, of the Copernican system was the fact that uh, all of a sudden now the earth, which was supposed to be the center of everything is now just one more body one more planet that's that's uh, orbiting the sun and that changes the perspective entirely yeah
0: and and as we said last week or, or two weeks ago i think as we said mm-hmm. uh copernicus uh when he came up with this he 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 said or he or or he wrote well this this means that the sun is the nearest uh the nearest symbol we have to god and then he proceeded but then he published he published and then he proceeded to die before before <laughs> his book uh got 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 fully uh circulated. But so so he escaped he escaped the Inquisition. But unfortunately well, so then, poor old Giordano Bruno came along no, no, and no, he it, said the same thing <laughs> and he did not escape the Inquisition. Oh, that was a shame. Well so that, yeah, the yeah that that, that was, was
1: that he was Italian and ended up uh, uh, running afoul of the, of the Pope, um, but uh, that was one of the uh, one of the issues of the uh, the Ptolemaic system was the fact that it was so uh, so deeply entrenched in the uh, in the the Catholic Christian uh, worldview that if you up- if you upset the apple cart you ended up like poor old bruno and uh that also was was an issue with uh with a lot of these these systems was that they um they couldn't talk to each other they couldn't communicate with each other uh freely they had to uh they you had people that were that were discovering things isolated because they couldn't Compare notes to anyone else because if they talked about it or wrote about it, they ended up with um, you know the Inquisition on their doorstep. So oh yeah, another uh, P-
0: Pico, Pico 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 della Mirandola had to walk on eggs, and and, and mm-hmm. the same thing with Pacino. Pacino, you know, he 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 was one of the uh, Renaissance developers of the of the planets within idea, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, but he he was he was walking on eggs and and uh with, with but uh uh the thing about the, the planets though that I wanted to mention is that originally way back in in the earliest uh Sumerian times the planets were considered evil
1: mm-hmm. and they
0: they were considered evil because they uh they rotate well the the counter the counter rotation was one of the reasons mm-hmm. but one of the other reasons was was they rose up, you know. They rose. They 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 rose up from the from the horizon uh, at, 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 at sunset, and and uh, they 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 imagined that they were coming up from the underworld. Mm-hmm. And and that's the fact. This is one of the one of the places where we where they where we originated the underworld uh, uh, philosophy was 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 in this, and they called the they called the planetary the evil planetary spirits the masqueem. And they had this. Uh-huh. I know they, there was this. There was this. this there was this poem. Uh, Born in the bowels of the hills, evil uh-huh. ones, sowers of ills. No, no children have they. Have they got? Uh, no wives have they got? You know the fiends. They are seven, the disturbers of heaven. Oh yeah. They. they uh, so so. Uh, this is this is uh, where that got started, and and and. Uh, and that of course carried into hermetic philosophy with the idea of the of the uh the different uh the different demons and and spirits of the planets um mm-hmm. anyway uranus uh uh uranus is the, was the first uh the outer planets discovered
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and its characteristics now um well we've uh, you, you you uh you you determined that 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 its characteristics are uh, uh revolution and uh and uh um, change and uh what 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 else can we say about yours? Well it's it's
1: the uh, it's the planet of breaking free of of the of of the rules of of the the rules of Saturn um when uh when you pass through the the um uh the space between Saturn and Uranus—that's where you find uh, everybody's favorite centaur, uh, Chiron, who is, uh, you know, half half human and half half beast—and uh, that's the—he's uh, uh, the one who carries you across that uh, that abyss. Is um, yeah. uh, it, it's a matter of of, of of becoming an individual. It's it's the Jungian process of individuation, which means you have to break free of the tribe mind and the tribe laws and the tribe worldview. And once you do that, then you can, you can set about to, uh, to, to become an, an, an individual soul rather than just, you know, a, a member of the, the, the herd. So uh, yeah. that's, um, that was why. And of course, uh, uh, when Uranus was actually discovered, it was of course right in the middle of the the um, uh, not only the American Revolution but the French Revolution as well. So yeah. uh, everybody on the planet was breaking free of the uh, of the divine right of kings, of their 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 tribal laws and their tribal structures, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, Herschel he thinks he's looking at a star and all of a sudden the star he finds that the star is moving well part of the problem with uh with that was there wasn't supposed to be any more planets then why is this star moving across the sky uh what's going on here well then that's that but that's a mindset that uh a society was able to wrap its head around it was like it was a, a an upheaval like the Copernican Revolution. The fact that there were other planets out there past Saturn. Well that opened up a whole new uh paradigm. So oh, yeah. uh, so and as as things progressed, for example, the um uh the discovery of Neptune, which was um 1846. That was an interesting time because that was when photography was starting to be developed. Um, Steam engines. And uh, Emerson was writing his essays and things like that. So there is apparently a a zeitgeist thing where uh, society is able to uh, accept that these bodies are appearing in their consciousness you know these these planets have been there for billions of years. How come we didn't find them until seventeen ninety one and eighteen forty and nineteen thirty why why then well, well we weren't ready he for them yet we weren't ready for it and and uh, for example i was was thinking about this uh, just the other day about about Uranus. Um, Herschel thought he was looking at a star. Well, uh, Galileo's uh, telescope could discern the moons of Jupiter if it was that good in terms of of, of, uh, being able to, to see that far into the cosmos. Why didn't Galileo discover Uranus? He probably saw it and thought it was a star. Because there wasn't supposed to be any more planets past Saturn, so his mindset was still medieval enough so that he the idea that there would be other planets past Saturn never occurred to him you know yeah. it it would be it would be that uh, uh, Uranus could have been discovered by the Greeks. Why wasn't yeah. it because the mindset was uh, so rigid as to not only the mindset, but the fact that if the church didn't like the the fact that the uh, that the planets revolved around the sun rather than the earth, how would how would they have managed to uh, to uh, accept that there were planets beyond Saturn? It wasn't in the Bible, so it didn't exist, or it shouldn't exist.
0: Well, it's the so, same mindset with with Helena Blavatsky. She she yeah. uh, you know had she was steeped steeped in the old hermetic system and and she had that under you know pretty well within her grasp and it, it takes some study to get it in your grasp but she certainly did so so she had that she had the the hermetic uh system under her grasp and so when these when Uranus was discovered she said well it's just not of our solar system and and uh she said and and then her followers at least the the guy that followed her
1: mm-hmm. you know in the
0: theosophical society uh he said the same thing about the other two planets outer planets he said they were they were captured that's the term he used captured and and then but however fortunately uh uh colonel Powell uh, uh he he didn't go along with that so he actually he actually went ahead and developed the planetary chains of evolution uh, uh, theory that Blavatsky had originally come up with, and he extended mm-hmm. it out to the outer planets. And by the way, that's a—I mentioned that book uh, in 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 uh, keeping with this because um, we don't want to just depend on on uh, on Alice Bailey. There's there's a lot more behind this than just than, than Bailey. Although Bailey's Bailey's very good and very interesting, but. The solar system by Arthur Powell, that's, that's this, uh, uh, this theosophical evolutionary chains of the planets. And they believed, uh, the theosophists firmly believed, and we've been using it magically ever since, uh, that, that there are sentient beings on all of the, of the bodies of the solar system, including the sun, you know, uh, they're just just that they are sentient beings, but they, they but they 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 aren't necessarily physical the way we think of physicality, and they developed whole chains of evolution for these planets. It's a fascinating system, and of course for magicians it's ideal, uh, especially magicians uh, of the you know. Uh, Kind of like the Bardonians, which we we uh-huh. sort of like you know like we like to we like to take off and and and, and fly out to the planets and you know as is and and uh, and that's one of the things we use these kam uh, for uh, but uh these planetary beings are not necessarily uh human. Although Powell thought some of them were kind of humanoid in a way, but but uh, like you know that's where this, by the way, this material is where where Burroughs got his idea for the you know for the four armed Martians, you know, and and the multi legged Martian beasties. This all came from from uh, from Theosophy originally. Okay. Uh, so, but but these beings, uh, the Theosophists did did. Uh, Theorized sentient beings, uh, and, the, and, and they considered the planets to be living beings with sentient beings inhabiting them. And they, and this, this of course was uh, was excellent for magicians, you know, wanting to get the spirits of the planets and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Blavatsky carried on with that, which is, uh, you know, you can accept it or, or not, but uh, but uh, it's. Um, uh what we we like to try to do as magicians is use mythological uh, uh you know mythological spirits uh a- angels and, and 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 spirits uh the regular planets below the abyss in uh we are we we use all biblical there all, all the all these mm-hmm. angels are biblical and we do them on chaeus however above the abyss the outer planets, uh, I, I'm going to take some some responsibility for this,
1: but I figured above
0: the, above the abyss we ought to go to Greek, because you know uh, the planets are named, uh, it's time to go it's time to go to the Greek. So, so for, uh, uh, you know, for Uranus, you know we have the reigning, the reigning uh, uh, goddess is Urana. Uh, and of course, uh-huh. she's the goddess of the heavens, and and the, and the spirits. let uh, me just explain that you have two you have two spirits with a with a kamea with a planet. Traditionally, one is a is a benign spirit, a positive spirit, and the other one is the aggressive spirit. And uh, and so the positive uh, spirit for uh, for Uranus that we have is Maliai. That's Meliae, and uh, and she is she is an ash tree nymph. This is according to the mythology of Uranus. You know, after he got castrated mm-hmm. uh, uh, by Cronus and all that. And then uh, the aggressive spirit is Electo, and he's one of the uh, one of the Furies, and and he's angry. And so uh, if you wanted to if you wanted to uh, invoke the the Urania the Uranus you have those two spirits. Um uh, and and the Kamea of course is is is, is three cha- is, is uh uh-huh. nine chambered. Yeah. So uh, that uh, that's kinda of the uh uh magical the magical side of of um of Uranus which we're gonna
1: which we're well. going
0: to have which we're going to have fun with uh, Saturday night anyway and, and astrologically
1: uh, so you, you've got you you've got positive and negative uh uh manifestations of all these planets as, as well you know the uh uranus is the positive is is of course uh uh liberty and and uh, freedom and and uh uh and all of that and then the negative side is uh uh fanaticism and uh, uh uh ideology and uh things like um uh uh psychopathy and and things like that those kinds of things and of course uh uh with being the higher planets the um the the po- both the positive and the negative tends to be even worse than the positive and negative of the of the personal planets because you're dealing with with uh Cosmic forces and and generational forces and and society, you know, and and uh, uh, things that uh, uh, span generations. So you're going to have some some bad guys as well as good guys, and the bad guys are going to be really bad. So it's, well, that's it's, it's something to, to include, think about. You know,
0: the bad guys in, the bad guys include of uh, Uranus include the Furies, mm-hmm. the Furies yeah. and the Hundred Handers the you know the, mm-hmm. the hundred handers from the from the Hercules uh uh, uh labors uh yeah and they are yeah they're 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 part of the bad guys on in Uranus. Mm-hmm. But also I ought to mention that that the discovery of Uranus uh sort of coincides with the rise of the Industrial Revolution, with the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. And mm-hmm. it's been it's been said that 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 Uranus kind of uh it's the planet of technology and it's the, and and the rise of technology is is kind of a part of the Iranian cycle mm-hmm. and uh, so you were uh, you were saying that you thought that uh uh that the technology was going to uh, have a reversal uh what do you base that on uh, uh uh Uranian well, transit or, or Neptune or Pluto? No,
1: it's that's a Plutonian transit because uh Uranus yeah. has been, been given the uh the rulership over Aquarius and uh which is the planet of not necessarily technology but uh scientism as as a philo- philosophical world view. You know, the the materialism of, of, of science where uh uh everything has to be uh, scientifically proven rather than than uh, intuitive, and and you've got uh, uh, science. We we see this now. You you have uh, the scientist says X Y Z. Therefore, he is he is right, and and everybody that that uh, uh, that disagrees with him is is ignorant and and uneducated, and so you you have another priesthood. You have another uh, group of people that um, are arbitrating a worldview. You know, you you uh, uh, you must have this worldview where everything must be uh, materialistic and and uh, and all of that. So it's it's uh, it's ironic that it ends up uh, taking the place of the Catholic Church, which the discovery of Uranus overthrew. I mean, the Catholic Church is a very Saturnian uh, 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 establishment, and uh, all of a sudden it's just like it over uh, overthrew uh, one uh, one religion and and uh, established another or at least another uh, another priesthood that dictates how you're supposed to view the the world um, so it's uh, that... That is what uh when Pluto, who we could talk about later is is the planet of of dis, of destruction uh creative destruction you have to have something get something has to has to be raised to the ground before something else new can be built and so uh when Pluto comes into a uh uh a sign it it uh causes lots of destruction. Keep in mind that Pluto went into Capricorn, Capricorn being the sign of banks and financial institutions and uh, uh, things like that. As soon as Cap, uh, Pluto entered Capricorn in 2008, we had the financial crisis where all the banks went bankrupt. So uh, yeah. Pluto going into, uh, into a sign tends to lay waste to, uh, or at least, to reveal the cracks in the foundation of whatever institutions have been built up. And so if you're, if uh, Aquarius is the institution of technology and, uh, uh, and science, then Pluto's going to come in like a bull in a China shop and, uh, Good. Uh, and, and raise things to the ground before something new can, can, uh, can be built up. So, uh, it, uh, every, every era has its, has its own methods of, of control and, uh, uh, and structure, and um, Pluto is the, is the battering ram. So that, that was where I came up with, with that idea that uh, what's going to, to, to crumble is not science or technology. It's science as an institution rather than as a method of inquiry. You know. This or, is the, as, or, the, or, or,
0: or let's say uh, let's say this uh, corporate science. Uh, the, 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 the the merchandising of science.
1: Or I the, think, the using I think of science all... to control people. Sure. It's it's yeah, uh, yeah. These, these planets have their have their societal and generational uh, functions. And that's, that's, I think, one of the interesting things about the difference between the outer planets and the personal planets is all of a sudden now you've got, you've got zeitgeist changes that people have to, to live through and deal with. And, uh, you know, the, for example, the, the last time that uh, uh, Pluto and, and Saturn were conjunct in Capricorn, was uh, in 1520 when Martin Luther nailed his, uh, his papers on the, the church of uh, the Wittenberg church door and started the uh, Protestant Reformation. Uh, can you imagine living in, in 1530 in England when Henry VIII was, was uh, uh, destroying all of the monasteries and the churches? Um, and basically declaring that you couldn't be Catholic anymore, you know, and burning people. They didn't burn people, actually, in England, but, but butchering anybody that wouldn't, uh, that, that insisted on remaining Catholic. And then 30 years later, his daughter Mary came along and started butchering people who refused to, uh, to be Protestant. I mean, who, who uh, refused to leave their Protestant faith that her father had established. Imagine living in this all took this all took place in 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 a a human lifetime, in eighty years. Can you imagine actually living through that? So you know these
0: these I I, you know I sometimes wonder I sometimes wonder if we haven't been living through something similar but not quite so violent. But uh, but you know the British Civil War. A lot of people uh, a lot of people don't understand about the British Civil War. I know. Uh, in masonry, the British Civil War and and all of the religious strife that led up to it and and through it had a lot to do on the on the formation of, of Freemasonry. And and uh, mm-hmm. I hardly any hardly any, uh, all of us, some Masonic scholars are aware of it, but 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 hardly uh, uh, hardly any Masons are. And and uh, the the. The the, the the British Civil War was really a really a terrible thing, and of course our our Civil War was too. But but
1: uh, anyway,
0: let's move on to Neptune, uh,
1: the mystical oh, there's Neptune, a, there's the there's mystical planet. Uh, yeah, he's an interesting guy. Uh, the uh, Neptune is in a lot of ways the polar opposite of Uranus. Uh, Neptune is the planet of the collective. Of of uh, uh, dissolving into the cosmic sea. It's the planet of mysticism and and uh, fantasy and and uh, sleep and dreams and paranormal experiences and things like that. Um, I mentioned earlier that, that the 1840s was when um, uh, uh, photography was becoming to be developed. So. Then you've got motion pictures and television and all of these things that are illusions of reality. Uh, that all started when Neptune was discovered. Um, you also have uh, Neptune talking about good spirits and not-so-good spirits, good guys and bad guys. Uh, Neptune is also the planet of drugs and addiction and madness. Um, uh, the Opium Wars uh, were very Neptunian. Also, things like uh, uh, pandemics and, and illnesses, and, and uh, all of that stuff is all Neptunian. And so, the uh, the good guys are 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 pretty good, but the bad guys you have to watch out for. Um, Neptune is also the planet of of uh, it's a higher considered to be the higher octave of Venus, and it's it's planet of of self sacrifice and altruism, um, and uh, uh, also uh, 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 martyrdom and things like that. That that's all Neptune, and um, no uh, no rational thinking, no uh, no science, no none of that. Just uh, internal uh, experiences, and uh, for good or bad, you know. However, that that works out. From a
0: magical point of view, uh, we use a we use a, uh, um, a four across for we're down to sixteen square camea, mm-hmm. um and and uh, and thesis is the is the. Uh, as the presiding mm-hmm. goddess. Uh Nereus is the good spirit. Uh you know, the, the Nereus is a, a shape shifting uh a sea god. And Medusa mm-hmm. is 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 the uh, is the evil is is the bad mm-hmm. spirit. And that's very apropos because of the photography aspect and 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 you know the reflection aspect uh with mm-hmm. Medusa.
1: Uh, because you could you could so, look her look at her reflection, uh Safely, but you couldn't look at her yeah. in reality without turning to stone, yeah. which is which is very interesting in terms of what we see on, on television and what we see on the on the screen and and the illusions that are uh, that are possible, uh, particularly now with um, uh, what you see on the screen can be totally and completely false to what was actually yeah. the reality. And there's a lot of people who turn to stone when they actually see the the real life uh, uh, the real life item or or um, or uh, truth of, of a situation. So it's uh, it's very psychological as well. These these things are yeah. are metaphors for what actually happens when when people uh, are uh, confronted by these by these uh, uh, cosmic forces and uh uh it's um it's very much a uh real when when you smack up against neptune and you realize that what you saw on your television screen did not happen in real life and now we're getting to that point now where you see something on on tv on a news show it's uh you know you're dealing with with phony blood and crisis actors and and uh um uh uh scripted uh uh shows t v shows and um yeah. uh if you if you recall this 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 started um remember back in back in in the, what was it the thirties when orson wells had his uh war of the worlds radio show
0: yeah right and and he
1: had the entire world in a in a panic and and that was just a radio show but he did it in such a way where it was uh it people didn't know it was a radio show people didn't know it was fiction they thought you know
0: well, actually, he had a, a, actually he announced he announced at the beginning at the beginning of the show that it that it was uh you know that it was a dramatization he announced that but what happened was that, 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 that actually Pranksters were 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 really responsible for a lot of the chaos because they were calling up their neighbors on the phone and saying, "Turn the radio yeah. on, we're being invaded from Mars," and, <laughs> and, and it was the people that turned in tur- tuned in after after the beginning of the show that and which were most of them because this is what was going on. You know, he was doing such an effective job with it that these people got on the phone and they called. Their neighbors, and they really well, did. They he, were they were people running out in the streets and and shooting at yeah. street lamps and everything everything
1: imagine. Well, look at what he did. He made the illusion of reality. You turned on your radio and you were listening to to some band from some uh, hotel uh, uh, lobby, and they oh, were yeah. playing. Uh, they were playing. Uh, a, a tune that uh, was very popular, and it was you know, and there was, uh, no, everyone all
0: sudden, was dancing. It was it was yeah, so so and so's dance band from the... the from the Waldorf Astoria, you right. know, and, and they were and ah. and it was such it was it was so so well done, so much like a documentary that that yeah. it was it was very convincing. Uh Yeah. Okay, let's move on
1: to Pluto. Oh, good. Uh, well, yeah, one of my favorite planets at the moment. Um, yeah, Pluto is Little Pluto Little one. Pluto, by the
0: way. Little Pluto uh they tried to deplanetize it. In fact the guy who deplanetized Pluto has got a website where he's still trying to trying to trying to make excuses for deplanetizing Pluto yeah, because and everybody hates him. Nobody's buying it.
1: <laughs> nobody's nobody's buying it at all. <laughs> yeah. And there's a, in yep. fact there's a there's there's a uh I think it was um it was Voyager that went by Pluto and took some amazing pictures. Um Pluto has this dark uh, heart-shaped uh, uh, area on on his on his backside and and uh uh he's uh he's got a he's got a moon that's almost as big as he is uh called uh, yeah. Charon and uh Charon is is the the ferryman that that takes that uh, 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 carries the the dead the, the deceased from from the world of the living to the to the to the underworld and the world of the dead yeah. and and, uh, and he does it the interesting thing about Charon talking about uh, uh, these cosmic patterns he doesn't do it for free you have to you have to give him a, a coin and and for yeah. for generations people are still burying their dead with with coins on their on their eye on their eye sockets, yeah. Uh, for the to so that they have they have a coin to pay the, the ferryman to uh, to row them across the, the river Styx. You know, so it's uh, all of this. Uh, the interesting thing that I, I'm noticing about all of these these outer planets in terms of of how they they all fit together in the pattern. And if you, if you, uh, read about them enough, you, you see how the pattern forms and it all falls into place and it all makes sense that this is now what we're dealing with is a, is a karmic journey where the soul has to confront the karma or the, the challenges of a particular generation that they live in, you know, and, uh, they they have to their individual souls their individual spiritual development has to come to terms with the society or what's going on in their society uh in order to in order to develop into higher states of consciousness so um you know you you're you're not a uh you're not in a little bell jar you know you have to you have to get out there and deal with uh with these these uh, uh, forces that have been set in motion by people that were born 100 years before you came on the planet. And um, then again, you've got, you've got the key to all of this, and that is maybe it was you that lived 100 years ago and, and helped to set these forces into motion, you know. And now you've got to deal with it yeah. three life, three lifetimes later. And that's, yeah, that's they, I uh... think, the, the key that that uh, most astrologers—not all, but most astrologers that that deal with what they call um, evolutionary astrology or esoteric astrology—will uh, will tell you that that's that's the real meaning of these outer planets: is that these are karmic patterns that that people have to confront and um, they have to come to terms with it in some way or another. Um, because they they come along every hundred years, two hundred years, three hundred years five hundred years, but you can't escape it you know just by dying, <laughs> you have to eventually you have to to confront these things and um yep. they uh they come along in a in a cycle in in a cycle within a cycle within another cycle, and uh uh they're uh over and over and over again, they repeat themselves. And it's something that, that human beings, in order to be spiritually enlightened, evolved individuals, have to confront, you know, so and consciously rather than just, yeah. you know, making do. So Pluto, yeah, yeah Pluto... uh He's, he's the he's the Lord of the underworld and he's a fascinating character um, yeah. uh, both uh, both in, as hades and and as pluto and um, uh, lots of of uh, uh, everybody casts him as as the bad guy but uh, he uh, he can bring great power to affect uh Events on, on the material plane. And you just have to know how to deal with him. But,
0: uh. Yeah, magically, magically, his Kamea has 25 squares. It's. Mm-hmm. By the way, he has a relationship with Mars. Uh. And it yes, used to be. Considered it used to be. The, the yeah, that, Mars. that. That relationship. Yeah. That relationship with Mars got moved up after Pluto was discovered. The they, they mm-hmm. the relationship with mars used to be uh used to be uh, uh neptune but then they moved it to mm-hmm. to pluto the relationship yeah. with mars uh and so he has so like mars he has a he has a uh 5 across and which is which is yeah. 25 squares and and uh uh his spirit uh his positive spirit is hypnos and his negative spirit is, is Hecate. Now, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you, know, you may not think that the hypnosis that is that uh, positive, but then remember, uh, Hypnos' hypnosis brother is Thanatos, and that's death, and hypnosis mm-hmm. sleep. So, so you're yeah. better off asleep sleep than
1: you are with death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and the uh, an interesting thing uh, about Hecate is that Hecate was. Uh, uh, supposed to have been uh, persephone's uh, mentor in uh, when she was was in the underworld after pluto had, had abducted her and that yeah. uh, uh, that was under her influence as as the the dark mother that um, uh, that enabled her to uh, you know to remain as as pluto's queen which is which is another interesting thing, because um, uh, uh, of course uh, you and I both know that that the the, the standard interpretation of that myth is that uh, that Persephone was was tricked or, or coerced into, into yeah. eating the food of the dead. But there's uh, there's some debate as to whether or not she actually was told, well, if you want to stay with Pluto and be and be the queen of 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 uh, the underworld you have to eat something well let's find something where is what's what what can we eat well there's this little tray of pomegranate seeds and and uh okay let's 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 have that because uh hermes or mercury was the uh was the go between he was the one who uh uh you know who was was uh, negotiating all of this and and Hecate was the was the mentor was the uh was the uh the uh the confidant of of mm-hmm. Persephone down there. So um the interesting thing that that I I just, that I thought about um, on uh, on this uh was the fact that that mythologically whenever a god uh uh, knocks, has sex with uh, or rapes or whatever um, either a human woman or another goddess there's always an offspring there's always another uh, mythological being that is, that is uh, engendered by, by this but you never hear or see any, anything about Persephone having Pluto's child you never there, there I don't see anything, and maybe I'm just not not seeing it. But uh, uh, having read the original Hesiod, I I didn't see where there was an an offspring from from not only Pluto with Persephone, but Pluto with anybody. I mean, his uh, his brother Zeus was knocking up uh, uh, women and goddesses right and left, and, and Neptune was no slouch when it came to that either. But Pluto, you never see any myth about uh, yeah, uh, right. um, him, him uh, begetting any kind of, of offspring. And yeah. least of all with Persephone. So if he, quote, raped her, yeah. then where is the offspring? You know where's where's the, the well you know
0: that maybe the symbolism is that uh, uh, that that the uh, death is sterile and and uh, he represents death and so he's uh, so he's sterile somehow that yeah. might be the case well, that
1: could yeah. be, I suppose uh, but uh, but one of the things that that uh, Pluto is the lord of is uh hidden wealth precious stones and precious metals and, and all of the wealth of the, of the, uh, of the earth, you know, that's, that's Pluto's domain as well. So, um, yeah. you know, if, uh, if Persephone is the queen of all of that, then, uh, then she may not have been as eager to uh, come back up to the upper world and, and her, and her mother. Uh, then, um uh, than a lot of people think she ought to have been um, I don't know I uh, if you were talking about masonry and, and some of the uh, interesting uh, things about that uh, one of the uh, uh, interesting things that came of, of around the time that, that Uranus was discovered is uh, Mozart's uh, opera the magic flute which was very masonic and there you find that um, that the Queen of the Night, uh, uh, her daughter, is supposedly uh, kidnapped and held prisoner by this evil, uh, evil magician in, in his castle, and all this. And so the intrepid hero, who has uh, who has decided he's going to rescue her, goes to the castle and finds out that the uh, this uh this magician is the grand master of a of a brotherhood of magicians and that uh uh the 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 maiden uh the persephone character not only is not his prisoner but she's his daughter and uh she uh, she has escaped from her domineering mother to uh to to go and and uh with her father and learn the learn the mysteries so uh, uh, she doesn't want to go back to mom and and uh, uh, because when she does she's she's told that if you're going to be my my sweet little girl again you have to take this dagger and go murder your father well she didn't want to do that you know so that's uh, that's an interesting take on that that uh, uh, imagery that this is a you know Persephone is is uh this is a rite of passage this is an initiation that she's down there doing hmm. and it's so uh, yeah read read the read the libretto of the magic flute it's it's uh it's full of stuff like that it, Oh yeah I have
0: yeah. got it in in uh, Milton cross uh yeah and I and I, I should review that yeah okay you know before we uh uh before we sign off I want you to tell us about your latest book and and where we can get it and and all and uh, because uh, you you know you are you are a, a author and, and 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 I know you have one presently uh, presently out there and I and I would and I'd like you to talk about it and okay. tell us about it and and uh, see if we can uh, see if we can get uh, get some copies moving. Oh.
1: Go ahead. Well, the only. Uh, uh... The, the nonfiction that's that's still out there that's that's been out there for a while is uh the forge of tubal Cain, which is uh, uh our story of of our group called the roebuck which uh, uh as you know is uh, uh based on the writings of, of robert cochran and uh uh it gives the our training procedures and and uh and all of that it's uh, I have a new one that's supposed to be coming out sometime this year. It just is is taking its own sweet time, and and maybe we can talk about about it when it actually comes out. Uh, the other other couple of books uh, have been out for a while, and I'm I'm still waiting on a publisher for the for I've got a a series based on the. Um, the the book with the with the mod- the the monks that that brew up this uh this potion this uh uh the uh, uh, the visionary potion this this wine that that has all of this uh uh strange herbs and things in it but uh that's i don't know if that's available right now we could i, I certainly have copies and if anybody is interested in in it it's uh uh, it's called uh, The Sorcerer of Saint Felice. So, uh, but uh, I don't have the new book out yet. You know, it's still in the works. So we'll uh, we'll get that out soon, as soon as uh, as soon as we get that uh, put put together.
0: Small part, well, I want to you know. I want to thank you for your for your good reviews that you did on on Adamson's Quest and, and on our Hermetic Yoga books. Which are both available, and and I encourage, uh, uh, let, let, I uh, let's encourage people to go on Amazon and read your reviews on Hermetic Yoga, Rosicrucian Yoga, and and Adamson's Quest and Shamgar because you you yeah. did some very very nice reviews, which I which well, which I very much appreciate. And and well, anyway, we we,
1: uh, we want to be a, a dynamic. Uh, uh, Evolving system. I mean, this is the magic is not something that that is is uh, dug up out of a peat bog somewhere. It's it's a, a evolving, dynamic, living system that is just as as uh, uh, useful and and uh, relevant to where we are now as it was 1,500 years ago. And and I think that that's, that's something why we that had, people need to remember. That's why we had
0: to, we we had to update it and we we had to bring the the tech, the magical, magical technology. In other words, the Kameyas and, and the, uh, and, you know, make, make the outer planets, uh, you know, uh, Powell and Bailey and, and and the rest of them gave us, gave us some nice philosophy on the outer planets. Uh, But, but we needed to have some actual magical, you know, some magical talismans and, and 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 accessing material which we did, and and I think that this uh, uh, this program has has uh, I hopefully introduced a lot of people to the outer planets from a from a magical standpoint and and from an astrological standpoint, and that they will uh, hopefully look into you know look into uh, uh, the outer planets as. Uh, as part of the hermetic system now i
1: think that's they're what absolutely I. That's
0: what I they're,
1: they've been there all along we just haven't discovered them yet
0: <laughs> we, that's we right had well, we to now, go to them. we now have and i well, really appreciate great. you coming on and and helping and helping out with this one because because frankly i couldn't have done this without
1: you <laughs> well uh, i and uh this has been a passion of mine for a long time you know that and and uh uh, anything I can do to, to help get the word out. That's uh that's a, a a good thing. That's great. That's
0: great. Well next week next week we'll be back uh same time with another uh with another uh, revelation of the Hermetic Mysteries and uh until then everybody out there uh in and everybody out there in the inner planets and the outer planets and all And the whole microcosm and the the macrocosm, farewell and good magic.